0: Locked On Red Sox. The Daily Boston Red Sox Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Red Sox on the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day. As always, I'm your host Gabrielle, founder of Girl at the Game, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar makes protein bars that taste like candy bars, so go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your order. Today's episode is being recorded at 11.25 p.m. because I'll be honest, I am two days into my new job running social for Locked On MLB, and my brain is fried, and also because Today was the non-tender deadline for Major League Baseball, and I wanted to wait and make sure that I had all the information on what happened with the Red Sox before I recorded this podcast so that you guys got the scoop on everything that the Red Sox decided to do up to the deadline today. So to dive right in, let's talk about Eduardo Rodriguez. I'm not going to focus too long on Eddie because there isn't really much to say. They agreed to an $8.3 million deal to avoid going to arbitration with Erod. This isn't surprising at all because, of course, what are they going to do? Try to fight the guy who just came back from a heart condition sustained from COVID-19 and missed over a year of playing time? Even the Red Sox aren't money-grubbing enough to do that. So Eduardo Rodriguez will make $8.3 million in 2021. I almost said 2019 because... I don't know what year it is anymore, much less what day it is. But Eddie is getting paid, and presumably he is on track to have a normal off season and will hopefully be part of the starting rotation come 2021. How he will pitch, of course, after not throwing in a major league game since the end of September 2019 will obviously remain to be seen. But Eddie supposedly has a clean bill of health, and I cannot wait to see him hopefully... Be the American League comeback player of the year in 2021. That would be absolutely amazing. And if the Red Sox decide to also miraculously make some kind of comeback in 2021, I wouldn't be mad about that either. Now, Matt Barnes, first on the list, one of the both most talented and most frustrating arms on this Red Sox team will make $4.5 million in his final year before entering free agency. He had a pretty uneven season, which is not surprising for him. 23 innings over the 60-game season with a 4.30 ERA and a 1.391 WHIP. But, of course, the stats don't always tell the full story. And by the end of the season, he had actually put together a pretty solid final month, In September, he had a 2.70 ERA, 15 strikeouts, and four walks in 10 innings over 11 appearances. So further proof that when Matt Barnes is on his game, literally when he has his stuff, he is actually very good. The problem with Matt Barnes, and this has always been the thing that drove me so nuts, is that he is so inconsistent. He's either lights out or he's loading the bases with two outs for no apparent reason and blowing a save. Hopefully, the 2021 Matt Barnes, the Matt Barnes that we're getting in the final year before he enters free agency, will be more of the September 2020 Matt Barnes and less of the Matt Barnes that makes me want to tear out all of my hair and throw myself into the Boston Harbor like a box of tea. Ryan Brazier came into the season hoping for a better season than his 2019 season because between 2018 and 2019, his ERA tripled, more than tripled. In 55 and two-thirds innings in 2019, he had a 4.85 ERA. And he seemed nothing like the guy who was the unexpected bullpen hero of the 2018 season. But this year, he had a 3.96 ERA, so it was starting to trend lower, which is good. He struck out 30 batters in 25 innings. And his velocity improved from the 96.4 in 2019 to a 96.7 in 2020. So he will make $1.25 million and will remain a part of the Red Sox bullpen. On the other side of the plate is Kevin Ploiecki, Christian Vasquez's backup catcher who hails from the New York Mets. He will make $1.6 million this year in his second year of arbitration. And he turned out to be one of the surprises in a pleasant way of the 2020 season and that's saying something because there were not many of them. He hit 341 in 89 plate appearances which was a much appreciated boost to the Sox offense after they were reeling from the loss of Mookie, the abysmal continued downward spiral of Andrew Benintendi, and the plate struggles of JD Martinez and Rafael Devers to name a few of the myriad of problems that the Red Sox were dealing with this past season. But the problem with Puecki, of course, is that he left a lot to be desired in his first season. Defensively though, he allowed 12 stolen bases out of 16 attempts. Not exactly the speed and prowess that we've come to expect from our main catcher Christian Vasquez. But look, second year of arbitration, this is a young guy. There is time to figure it out. And honestly, look, Christian Vasquez, the way that he's been hitting the last two years, the way that he's developed into such a great everyday catcher for this team, I'm really not that concerned with the Red Sox giving Kevin Ploiecki $1.6 million. It's just really not my focus this year, and I'm not going to get into starting pitching today because Lord knows we talk about that enough here on Locked on Red Sox, but suffice to say, we have bigger fish to fry than Kevin Ploacki. Now, before I talk about the rest of the moves that the Red Sox made, we have to talk about built Bar because my favorite and your favorite Bilt Bars are heading into full-on holiday mode. That's right. It's December now which is crazy, but it's December, and Built Bar is dreaming of a white Christmas. They have amazing new holiday flavors, and you know that Built Bars always come in 100% chocolate coating. But in honor of the white Christmas, as Sir Irving Berlin so eloquently sang and wrote, Built Bar has come out with all new white chocolate bars. They've got white chocolate cookies and cream, white chocolate salted caramel. They also have white chocolate cherry sundae, white chocolate coconut deluxe, and they have candy cane brownie bars. So if you're not in the holiday spirit, and I totally understand if you're not because what a time to be alive, Bilt Bar will set you straight. And unlike all of those other holiday treats that you indulge on, Built Bars are good for you. Even though they have all these amazing new flavors, guess what? These Bilt Bars are still low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. The Candy Cane Brownie Bars have 17 grams of protein, but still only 150 calories and 7 grams of sugar. Perfect for the keto diet if you are looking to lose or maintain that Thanksgiving weight before we get to that Christmas and Hanukkah weight, check out Bilt Bars for a limited time only. BuiltBar Bar is giving our listeners 20% off your purchase. Whether you are a first-time buyer or a repeat customer, you can go to BiltBar.com, use promo code ON, and get 20% off your order. They are also, for a limited time, sending two free candy cane brownie bars with every item purchased while supplies last. That's not every order. That's every item you purchase. You'll get two free candy cane brownie bars, and these are limited edition special holiday treats. They're so delicious. I personally am a huge candy cane gal, so check these out. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on. So the Red Sox agreed to terms with four of their five arbitration-eligible players before the non-tender deadline today, Barnes, Ploiecki, Brazier, and Austin Price, who we have not yet spoken about. He will make $870,000 in 2021, and he made history with the Red Sox as the first player born in Hong Kong to pitch in Major League Baseball, which was really cool. He did struggle, though, coming into Boston from Miami last January. This season, he had a 5.95 ERA in 19 and two-thirds innings. But hey, you know what? Whom among us on the Red Sox pitching staff did not struggle this year? Hard to find an answer to that one. And then of course, the Red Sox also signed utility player Yarrow Munoz and pitcher Chris Mazza, formerly of the New York Mets, for next season. So Munoz will get paid $582,500 in 2021 and Mazza will make $576,000 in 2021. These were not arbitration eligible players. This is, these are just two players that I felt it was worth noting that the Red Sox agreed to terms with them as well. And the fifth player who could have possibly been, but would have definitely not been non-tendered today was Raphael Devers, of course. Raphael Devers was tendered today and is now under contract for 2021. This is his first year of arbitration eligibility. So now the Red Sox and Rafael Devers have approximately two months to reach an agreement. And otherwise, they will go to an arbitration hearing to determine his salary. I'm sure that it probably will not come to this if we know Devers and we know the Red Sox. They consider him to be a huge part of the team's future. He is the most eager little boy to get out there and play. So... I assume that they will come to a very nice agreement that will make both sides very happy, especially now that Devers' father figure slash big brother Alex Cora is back at the helm and he wants to, of course, stay with Xander Bogarts and not go through a whole arbitration hearing. I really don't think it will come to that. But if you are wondering what it's like to have the arbitration hearing process, I would recommend checking out the amazing Rachel Luba talking about this on her podcast, Corked Up, with my other friend, Jessica Kleinschmidt of NBC Sports in the Bay Area. Rachel, of course, is Trevor Bauer's agent. She's been on this podcast before. She's also been a guest on Girl at the Game podcast, and she's a good friend of mine. She actually yesterday was announced as being one of Forbes 30 under 30. She is, she's an amazing Major League Baseball agent. She recently signed Yasiel Puig, she is definitely the person you would want to listen to talk about what the arbitration process is like, what it's like to sit down in a room with a team trying to lowball you and tell them why you think you deserve a certain amount of money and the kind of factors that go into that. So check out Rachel and Jessica's Corked Up podcast to talk about that. It's kind of crazy. I'm promoting a podcast on this podcast, but these are two women that I love. They are doing amazing things in baseball. And if you want to know from a sports agent perspective, what happens in the arbitration process and the hearing process, check them out. So the Red Sox endeavors in the next two months will presumably either reach an agreement or doubtful, but they might end up going to a hearing to determine a salary. And that's pretty much it. The Red Sox did not really have any surprises today. I mean, there's nothing There's nothing really crazy that they were going to do today. I mean, yes, maybe I thought that they might have gotten rid of Ryan Brazier and made him a free agent. But other than that, you know, there wasn't really a lot today wasn't a real big decision day for them I didn't think that they would say goodbye to Matt Barnes even though sometimes last year watching him blow save after save I wish that they would but today pretty much went as expected for the Boston Red Sox and what remains now is for the Red Sox to sign some guys preferably pitchers and if I had my way Jackie Bradley Jr. and Mitch Moreland um, even if you want to sign Mitch Moreland as a pitcher, since he has literally pitched scoreless innings for them before, uh, that would be great too. Uh, it's kind of a pipe dream at this point, but my plea to Chaim Bloom, Hanukkah is next week. All I want for Hanukkah is starting pitching. And um, not to sound greedy, but talented starting pitching would be nice, not just a warm body who can throw in the general direction of the mound, as I so often joke. But starting pitching would be nice. So this has been your non-tender episode of Locked on Red Sox. All I've had in my head today is Elvis Presley singing Love Me Tender and visions of dancing chicken tenders. And every time I saw the words so-and-so was tendered or non tender today, all I pictured was people hitting somebody with a comically large chicken tender. It's such a weird term. The word tender is kind of the baseball equivalent of the word moist it, it just kind of leaves a weird feeling in you maybe it's just me maybe it's because it's 11:41 p.m now and i'm a little loopy but this has been your non-tender episode of locked on red Sox. as always you can follow me on twitter at gfstarr1 you can follow locked on red Sox at lo underscore red Sox. you can follow the entire mlb hub at locked on mlb pods i'm posting a lot of new content there for my new job as social coordinator and i'm having a great time doing it Thank you so much for tuning in. Please wear a mask. And as always, especially on the most tender of days, go Red Sox.